If you have been living under a rock, or at least you're not that tech savvy, you may not have heard of ChatGPT. We've been kind of waiting to talk about it for a little bit because some of these things come and go as fads, but ChatGPT appears to be here to stay. Joining me today to talk about it are um, Melissa and uh, Mr. Steve. How's yes, it going? Yes, hey. sir. Melissa in the chair of culture, Mr. Steve in the chair of politics. Yeah, man. Glad to have you there. And Clint is in the empty chair. He has taken a uh, thinning pill. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to wait till he hears me. No, no, he's coming. He's coming. He's just late, you, of you course. I'll just zoom in on that chair. Look at that one. <laughs> yeah, he's really thin. So, you know, don't do drugs, kids. No, but in all seriousness, uh, he's, he's going to be here. He's late. Don't be late. Otherwise, we make fun of you in the podcast room. But all of that to say, I got right, right, the producer guy here to my right, uh, my left. I'm looking at the camera. It looks like it's my right. I don't know what to say about that other than I'm sorry. Okay. Moving on. We're, we're off to a really good start. Chat GPT. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these other apps have taken, you know, months to get a million followers. Uh, Chat GPT, according to... According to, let me see here. This is uh, uh, in India Express. According to India Express, it took them five days to get to one million users. This is the size. This is the 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 sign of rapid adoption by a new technology. Where where is this Chat GPT located from? I mean, where does it originate out of? So okay, let's talk about that real quick. Just so if you don't know. Google's Lambda, Google's Lambda is their version of ChatGPT, if you will. Now, and the purpose of this is, is they want to have an AI, uh, artificially intelligent uh, robot that you can ask a question to. Yes, this bot the question, and it comes up with a thoughtful, well-constructed response from facts and data on the internet, and facts and data within its learning programming language. It's a, it's an open model open language software that was developed when Google Lambdas, supposedly Google Lambdas engineers got tired of Google not doing a fast enough research pace to get into this. So they started open AI and open AI is the uh, um, group that ChatGPT three point supposedly maybe 3.5 is supposed to be 3.0. But there's some stuff that's been updated. They're calling it maybe 3.5. That's all kind of underneath a, a, brand, um, a fog, if you will. But the thing that's really interesting is that Bing and Microsoft are looking at taking, and again, better repeat myself, they have the same thing. They're looking at taking ChatGPT and creating the new search algorithm. And if they do, just to tell you what happened just a few days ago as of recording this, uh, Google and Microsoft just both came out with show presentations of ChatGPT and Lambda. Google performed poorly. By the way, link in the description below. Uh, Cold Fusion is a really interesting YouTube channel, and they have a lot of the the short version of this. In about an hour, you can have the whole uh, soap opera under under lock and key. But suffice it to say, ChatGPT, when they brought up their showing, everyone got excited. Google lost $100 billion in share revenue or 100 million, 100 billion. 
large, large, large amount of, of share value just plummeted like that in, in an instant because their AI is not as good as what Microsoft is right now in the process of acquiring. So this will be the new search engine. So is this like here comes out of an out of an American? I mean, is it like originate located or is this just it's something international? Like world? Okay, it's international. And if it, the 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 main the the I think he's the CEO is Indian. So it it, it came out of yeah. I mean, of course. What's that racist smile on your face? <laughs> No, I just with the connection that how India and China are getting kind of a little bit too handsy, yeah, friendly, too chummy together. It's kind of disturbing that that's where it's originated from, and what that's going to if they do end up getting more friendly with each other, what that could bring. Well, one hundred percent. And when you look at that, you're actually looking at roughly a third of the world's population between the two, right? And and that that's huge. That's huge. And you see this kind of unholy alliance forming and people are complaining about uh, uh, India taking Russian or Chinese oil. But then India, uh, in, this is totally random. I don't have the thing for this, but this one gentleman from India said, well, what do you expect? We're not picking based on race. We're not picking based on ideology. It's we need oil and the West is not providing it. So we're getting it from the East. So sadly, foreign policy actually shrink, creates strange bedfellows, which really kind of looks like what you would see with Gog and Magog and Armageddon. We're, we're forming those people, that group. Man. It could possibly be an Indian, uh, 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 Chinese armada of, of, of ships and people who come at Jerusalem. And it's kind of funny because the West, we are actually forming it by our lack of leadership. You know, think of the labor force with those two countries getting like bedfellows. Mm-hmm. I mean... Think about it. That that is one heck of a labor force. Yep. And actually, if if you look at, at how they built in World War II, we were China's ally as a, against strange bedfellows. We were fighting against the Japanese. But you look at what China was able to do with just pure human capital. Then again, you look at today what they do with just pure human capital at the expense of that human capital. But. They're able to do a lot. And of course, they are Western trained. They're trained in Britain and in America and in Germany is where they go and they send their people to go go get trained. And then we uh, basically export that to people who steal our ideas. But that's another issue. I really want to get into ChatGPT because this is kind of an interesting program. And what what we ultimately see with ChatGPT is this this very... it's, It's going to be a wild ride when we finally land on what ChatGPT is going to become. And again, some people, it, just to sizzle, and I'm going to put this in your guys' minds for a moment. I'm going to put this in your guys' minds. There's actually a potential that, uh, or some people are saying, well, could ChatGPT be the uh, the Antichrist? And I think that's a really bad take, but I think it's a wild take. It's interesting. It's interesting, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know about that because it, you know, that I don't know. That's that's kind of far fetched yeah. to really consider because I don't see Chat GPT performing any kind of so called miracle, Satan induced miracle, you know, or something, you know. And it seems like a mistake. And, and then showing up in. 
you know, Jerusalem and standing up and claiming to be God. I mean, but it could be a platform for an antichrist. It's figure. at least at least the knowledge is becoming more more common. It, knowledge is abounding, as in the days of Noah. And, and, and you see this thing, and this is where I kind of want to get with ChatGPT. I really want to focus in for just a moment on, on, on something because modernity is a great thing, right? I, I love modernity. I think it's great that things are progressing. We have knowledge and technology. I look forward to the day when paraplegics, quadriplegics will be able to you know, walk again, when you'll be able to do predictive algorithms based on muscle tension, right? Like an AI like this could say, okay, this person is meaning to raise their hand and you could actually be stimulating based on an algorithm that's that's predictive based on facial structure and movement, things that aren't paralyzed. So like, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of things are, are, are really interesting when you think about it, uh, that can stimulate the nerves in order to stimulate, uh, muscle fibers, um, uh, and cause things to happen, which yeah. is super interesting studies. And, um, you know, and, and I've learned a lot over, you know, the nervous system, knowing, you know, since I've come down with epilepsy, it's taught me a lot. Um, but that sort of thing is just super interesting type of stuff. And super important. Like my mom, she was a quadriplegic. And what... You know, had she had this disease, you know, now she might have been able to walk and function as a as an able-bodied person. Yes, exactly. Right. I was going to say yeah. a, a regular everyday, but yeah, an able-bodied person is the right way to say that. Correct. And so it, this is all exciting. I mean, yeah. to, to me, it's exciting. But also, there, there's something I want to put out there as a warning. So let me sit in the chair of theology just for a second. And I kind of want to postulate this to y'all. What are some of the objectives of ChatGPT? And 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 I, I want to go. This is somewhat theological, somewhat philosophical. I don't want to step on Clint's toes, but he's not here. He's got those very thin toes because you <laughs> can't see him. But you you almost see this desire from some, not all, to create intelligence because there there is this undercurrent in the scientific community. If we can create intelligence. Actual intelligence, not artificial, but actually a learning. If we can create consciousness, then we have done what God was supposed to have done. Therefore, we do not need God to create consciousness. And so I, I, I want to put that out there. And I want to put that out there. And I want to ask you to what, what your rebuttal would be to that. If someone says that if we can create an AI that becomes conscious, does that mean that we do not need God or intelligence to create consciousness. We ultimately created consciousness. So elaborate. Well, if they're saying that this AI, that technology and that knowledge is, is, is creating consciousness. Yeah. But Need, you need the people, you need actual humans to create, that has the consciousness, that has the knowledge to do it, and who ultimately created the humans that has the consciousness, that has the knowledge to create this AI that has that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you're starting off with the argument, go get your own dirt, right? So there's an old joke. There's an old joke where, where, where God and scientists decide they're going to have a competition. And the competition says, we can create life from nothing. And uh, uh, we can prove that, that 
that you're not that true and god says fine and so they go and they create this this uh um you know this dirt and they have this 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 gel over here and this juice and this protein and, and amino acid they pour it all together they shake it up they zap it and all of a sudden it turns into a protozoa and haha god gotcha and god says great go get your own dirt and go get your own amino acids and protein <laughs> but but take it a step further we're assuming as a baseline that there's such a thing as the immaterials as in logic Reality. Reasoning. The fact that we are able to, the fact that we are able to have a conversation. A soul. And there's a back and forth. The fact that I'm able to speak, my, my vocal cords move and air comes over it. And you somehow are able to process that I intended to say something, let alone decrypt it. That is something that the philosophers and scientists don't even fully grasp like, like it's still inferential we still have to infer some of the rules that you know if you really break it down it's like well why does language exist why does that even exist so i just from a theological aspect i'm just saying some people say that this threatens threatens god that we are potentially creating consciousness a it will never be conscious i'm just going to put a right I, I agree. I, I don't think you're creating anything. All you're doing is you're basically trying to just clone something. Correct. And that's all you're doing. You're not creating anything. You're just trying to clone something out of something that already is. And you're just using what Mimicking. God already has for you available, and then you're still not creating it because you it has no conscience, it has no morality, it's not really conscience because you're giving it knowledge and you're feeding it itself all of this stuff that you have to give unlike it learning from the beginning it doesn't learn anything from the beginning you have to give it all of this before it can learn anything correct and so what, what it ultimately ends up being is a mimicry right right and that's all it is and and so by the way i'm, I'm going to argue the whole thing about uploading your consciousness I, i'm just going to say we have effectively done that with chat gpt and it's really interesting what we have, and we're going to play with it in a little bit, but it's not anything remarkably special in the realm of consciousness and personhood. But it, but it is interesting. It is an interesting uh, machine. It's a machine learning algorithm. So I asked y'all to prep some, uh, some ideas mm -hmm. for today. And so what I'm going to do here... Actually, excuse me here. I'm still producing here. Ryan is watching, so someday he's going to do this as well. And he's doing he's doing a good job watching over there. Also managing uh, Clint, I'm assuming. He's texting Clint. Yeah, yeah. So let us know when he gets there. M Melissa, what is the first question that you would like to ask ChatGPT? So my question is kind of based around, like, how do you... Because I can tell you that... John Arthur, I think you're the smartest person in the world. And it's based on facts that I have sure. seen over a course of time to make me, you know, have that stance. Or I can say, 
well, I'm the smartest person in the world. And that's, you know, in psychology, that would be my ego. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, how it feels that, does it feel like it's the smartest person and why? Not person, but. So, so let's articulate that into a question. Chat GPT, how intelligent are, are you? you? Okay. As, uh, that's going to create an interesting, interesting prompt here. When I'm curious, like how it's, you know, how it determines that it pulls its, its data. Yeah, I gotcha. How intelligent are you? Is your intelligence real or perceived? Ah, uh, dang, perceived. It's one of those words people say it that way, and he's like, "Oh, is it pre or per?" Sound it out. Sound it out. Failed me. Okay, it's thinking. As an AI model uh, created by uh, OpenAI, I don't have consciousness or personal experiences, so I don't possess intelligence in the traditional sense. Rather, I have been trained on a diverse range of text to generate human-like responses to questions based on patterns in the data that I was trained on. My ability to answer questions and generate responses perceived as intelligence because it often resembles the type of intelligence that a human might display. However, this is not real intelligence in the sense that an animal or human might possess it. It is rather an imitation of intelligence. Okay, so that is that that is like a solid answer. A but, and it but is it's trained. Who trained? And that is and so that that's a question I'm going to ask in a little bit. Uh cuz that I, I want to show you I I don't know if I'll be able to do it today cuz each text thread it starts to do its own thing. But it, this will actually let us uh I got it to admit that it was biased. I got it <laughs> to admit that it was biased with the biases of the programmers which was mwah. Clint, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, going good. I got, I went super fast. You went super fast. Up, oh, up, oh, up! Oh, you, you unplugged yourself. You unplugged yourself. You unplugged yourself. Where? There you are. There okay. Beautiful. There okay, you you're back in. I was going so fast, my truck was shaking. Don't. Well, okay, so yeah, he oh. drives one of those '99 Isuzu mini pickups. It's only a four cylinder. So. I'm amazed that he it's took still all a four cylinders. Oh, yeah, I took, I took all four <laughs> cylinders and an extra one. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're here. No so traffic after, laws were, were, were broken on the way for Clint getting here, I hope. Oh, anyway, moving on. That's so much work. It is a big chair. It is a big chair for a big boy. And on top but, of that, I had to go pick up McDonald's right after you called me. My mom called me to tell me to pick up McDonald's. Oh, my gosh. Uh -oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to scooch over. So what, we, what we've broken into is we're talking about the theology, and then we've, uh, we went ahead and asked ChatGPT a quick question. Uh, how intelligent are you? Is it real intelligence or fake? And so you probably caught the tail end of that as we as you were walking in. ChatGPT admits openly. It says, "Hey, I, this this AI open learning language is limited. It's not really intelligence. It's just perceived as intelligent." Mm. So that's an interesting point. I want to ask you the philosophical question because you just got here for your chair, the chair of philosophy. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing good. Doing good. Okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I won't razz you about being late because you were taking care of your family, and that is the number one. So Absolutely. I will, Boy, I, he's I will got leave the that range on, man. I know. I, he's came, got, I came to he's promote. Got the merch. I came to promote. He's got the merch, guys. He's got the Look merch. Good man. Oh, yeah. He's got those red, uh, are those Reeboks? Uh, I don't know, actually. I got them at Ross oh, for like oh nine bucks. Gosh. I was like, good oh, burner okay. shoes. I guess he forgot how to tie his shoes. <sighs> and I'm going to yeah, ask. so I got the strap ones. Well, I'm going to ask this man about philosophy. Okay, okay here it right. goes. Here it goes. Okay, we're, we'll see what we get. So 
could sentience uh, could sentience ever be achieved by chat GPT? And we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but I want to get your take on it. Could sentience ever be, uh, achieved by chat GPT? And, uh, um, why would a Christian respond that way? Hmm. That's a great question. Mostly because I don't know the words you just said. Okay. <laughs> could chat GPT ever have a soul or, or do we as a Christian, as a Christian philosophy actually have a different, different, um, source for the soul. So chat GPT will never have a soul. Okay. Cause the base of chat GPT is user-based, right? So only I can dictate basically what the outcome of the conversation is going to be. So no matter how I use this chat GPT, it's always going to come to an outcome that I want it to be perceived as. And as a Christian, it's never going to have a soul due to the fact that Man, it's it's kind of strange, but like a robot will never have a soul. Correct. It, it just won't because it's just a bunch of ones and zeros and we dictate how it works, right? If we give it an evolutionary code, which I highly doubt we're going to be able to, which basically means that the code is able to rewrite, reconstruct its main algorithms, right? But I don't think we're ever going to be achieve such level of intelligence due to the fact we're all getting dumber. Okay. The, the matter, the fact is we become almost a hundred percent more smarter with this thing right here with the phone, right? Cause any, any question we have, we can just type it in any calculations we need. We can just calculate it right here. Right. Back then people were a lot smarter than people. Now that's why you see less inventions happening because people are no longer bored, right? Boredom is the main factor of pushing things or in need yes. necessity. Mm-hmm. So back to the original question, will chat GBT ever have a soul? No, by far means it will not. It's, it's man, it's such a weird question. So l- let me, let me actually, cause you, you, you're nailing it here. And I want to kind of weave this thought over into my next question for you is how is this going to change the way that we think, because you already hit on it already before I could ask the question, how is this going to change the way that we think? Because the smartphone did some stuff to us mm-hmm. and, and, or rather we allowed ourselves to atrophy in certain ways. How is an AI that can answer homework, that can answer your emails already affecting us? So as I was pulling up as I was waiting for my sister to pick her up, I was scrolling through uh, YouTube shorts, my favorite thing, right? And so then one of the ads was for this program, and it was like, this is revolutionary. You can ask it for a complete essay, and it would give it to you to the T. Okay, if cheating wasn't easy enough, they put it easier and expect us to be smart. Mm. Okay, I just graduated like a year ago, and I'm still one of the dumbest people because due to the fact I only graduated cause I was standing up and I was able to say, thank you and grab the paper. Like that's the only Clint, reason. Clint don't deprecate yourself. Leave that to the rest of us. <laughs> I had a four in economics and the only reason I passed was because my coach knew my teacher and I was really good at what I did. And that was just throw people around. And so my coach bribed my economics teacher literally bribed her. To let me pass, because I knew I felt that final exam. That sounds like handbone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, but you're right there. 
that it's going to become harder. And th- so this is the big thing that the the f- professors, the teachers in, in the culture are worried about is they're worried about the dumbing down of our kids because now they have open access. And by the way, I'm not for restricting this. But what it does mean is these professors and teachers, they're going to get a lot smarter about how they word these questions so that you deal. Because one of the things that ChatGPT will fail in is often conceptual ideas because it only has its data set. And outside of that data set, it can do create logical conclusions. It can even write Python code, by the way. It can even write Python code like to a limited limited extent. It can write some C++, excuse me, Python, et cetera. It can do logical proofs that are simple. But once you get outside some of the very basic, simple natures, if it does not have the understanding, it will it will fail. So teachers are going to have to do that. But what we will see is a lot of people start to cheat. And I, and I know people already who are writing all their emails this way. They're writing, hey, respond to this person, okay. And, and, and they will write out a nice flowery email using chat GPT, rather they'll have it do it for them. So I want to go to culture and, and say that GPS, Melissa, you, you come from a, you and I both come from an age where we still use maps. You remember using maps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, That's the worst idea ever. Like the Goofy movie map where he comes out, pulls it out, and like it's all yes. like this big. Oh, yes. my gosh. No, no, no. You had oh, yeah, to man. fold it out, fold it back in, refold it, and then you would drive, and then you have to pull over, and you'd have to like refold it and move it and put it in your lap. And I remember so this. annoying because like you'd have like one road and it'd go up the, up the page, and then you'd have to scroll over like 10 pages to where that road actually picked up back again and it made absolutely no sense yes i remember it made sense to somebody i guess but but point is mr johnson yes and 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 melissa you you we know what it's like to to navigate with a map without the little beep bop boop running along the the road okay oh man that's all you had when i was growing up yeah And, and you know actually in school they used to teach you how to read a map yeah and to navigate with a map and so that was something that I was raised with. And, and so, Melissa, coming to you, how are we go- what are we going to see atrophy in our culture with something that can now think for us, not just navigate for us, but can think for us? And how, how is it going to affect writing? How is it going to affect philosophy? How is it going to affect uh, uh, public discourse, the news, in, in a negative way? And what would be a way that, that we as Christians can stand in the gap to kind of actually change, especially in our own families, in our own households. How are we going to be able to use this this sort of new technologies, emergent technology, to get ahead in this and not fall into atrophy? I think maybe atrophy is kind of a strong word because um, it's both like good and bad. Agreed. So I'm like, I, back like whenever I just graduated from. From high school, I was in the marching band at U of H, and we all decided to go to the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. And I used MapQuest, thinking that it was going to get me there, but they had an exit that was blocked as soon as I got into Memphis. And it took me, how I went there, it took me into a very, very questionable part of town. And I ended up having to go get directions, and people at the restaurant were like, girl, you need to get out of here. This is not the place for you. But now, like, you have the GPS, and I'm like, I can go anywhere, and I can drive like a local. And it's a lot safer for me to use that technology. Agreed. 
So it has some good points as well. But it's also, it. I think you said earlier, it's dumbing down our society. We're, it's going to be so easy to plagiarize papers now. So easy for just no original ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what, and I'm, I'm just going to tell you something that I'm planning on doing with this, like on the side, because I, I do have print on demand accounts. By the way, we have great merch. Buy the, don't besmirch the merch, buy the shirt. Okay. <laughs> really good looking shirt. Uh, but, you know, selling through Amazon and, 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 and other groups, I'm intending on making AI art based on the top searches on Etsy and on, and on Amazon and just seeing where that goes. So that's something that one person can become a powerhouse using this, but that means that you have to want to excel. So it really comes down to what are you building at home for a culture, right? Yeah, and I remember like the days, like whenever we did research for school, we went to the card catalog at the library and you actually mm-hmm. had to do physical research. And, you know, I feel bad for the for kids these days. It makes me sound like I'm an old person, but kids, kids these days. Um, That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not going to ever know the true experience of having to research and having to find all this information and the gratification that comes after that, after you've done an amazing research job and knowing that I did this, I researched, I did the work, the work is going to be gone. Yeah. And and so it, it, what I would say is it's not going to be gone. What's going to happen is, is you will have to, there will be one of two camps you'll fall into. Either the camp of doing as minimal as possible, thinking as little as possible, and just being as good at prompting an AI. That's group one. Group two, the people who will use this to further themselves, and they will figure out how to excel, not in necessarily quality in all cases, but definitely in quantity. And if they can increase quality by quantity in certain metrics, that's where they will excel. And so... I think that there is room for the Christian and and the Christian parent, the Christian family, and the individual to look at every opportunity like this. And, and some people will want to shun this. They'll say, well, it's modernity, and we're looking at the fall of society, this and that. Guys, don't shun modernity. But what I would say, what I would say is take advantage of it in a positive light and use it to increase your ability. You cannot rely upon it. You need to use it as a tool. Yeah, a supplement is a great, it's a, it's a resource. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. And some people will turn it into their personality and into their work ethic. And that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> it sounds like you're uh, talking about, I forget if it's 60, 40, 70, 30, that only 70, if you put a a group of people and so. It's the Pareto principle. Yeah. You put 20% of the people will do 80% of the work. There it is. Putting yourself. So if you want to do a project, by the way, this is how I get stuff off. This is how I, I get really big clients really happy with me. I will finish the project. 80% of the project, it's ready to deliver in 20% of the time. Then I spend the remaining 80%. If it's a hard deadline, I'll go back through and I will correct and do that 80% of the work to increase it to that 100%. That way the client shows up, I can finish my project and say, here it is, you rushed me. But they're like, oh my gosh, you had it done. No one else would have that done. It's because of the Pareto principle. But anyway, you were saying. So it's, so like when the, y'all remember when the concert where the man came in and started stabbing people? Yes. Y'all remember that? So 
after that, there was a big discussion about why didn't anyone do anything because he stabbed a good chunk of majority of people before they got him. Well, it's that whole sheep mentality. Only if someone acts, so the whole mentality is that. So say a person comes in the door. I know what I'm doing, right? I've just been taught that way. You know, my, my coach trained me on how to, you know, be aggressive, right? So I'm bolting after him. It's going to be a front-on-front collision. I don't care if he has a gun, a knife. It, we both going down. And if I die on top of you, you're not getting up. I'm a pretty big dude. Um, but in a concert theory like that, the theory is that only maybe one out of 100 of those people is actually going to do something. Otherwise, everyone yeah. else is going to have the mentality that, oh, you're going to do something. Right. Right. No, you're going to do something. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what it is. Everyone's just like, oh, no, someone else is going to do with the person stabbing the person next to me. Mm-hmm. No. So that's what I think is going to happen here. Right. Everyone's going to be like, there's going to be those people that are going to use this AI to be, oh, I'm just going to do my homework with it. Right. Do this with that. Do I'm this. Escape. And then the other people are going to, as you said, excel their own intelligence. They're going to use it as another stepping stone to increase what they're already doing. But I, but but you're right. I do think it's going to be a small percentage. Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be a small percentage. And by the way, we as Christians, if we are using a tool, we need to make sure that the tool is not using us. We're not just a basic. And by the way, we're going to prove a little bit some of the issues, some of the uh, problems with it. And I, I, I want to get there. But before we do, Clint, did you have a prepared uh, uh, question for it? For the AI? For the AI, yeah. I can prepare one right now. While, while you're thinking, while you're thinking, we're going to get Mr. Steve in yeah, on this. Sure. So, Jeepers, I'd like to take this time to ask everyone to silence Jeepers. their devices. Jeepers. Okay. Mr. Steve, uh, what is your question for the AI? Yes. Does GPT believe that Jesus will be the one who comes to stop the Antichrist? Oh, that's an interesting. Uh, so th- this is going to create an interesting problem for it. Uh, but we'll, but we'll ask it. I, I already know what it's going to say because I play with this a lot. Does GPT believe that Jesus will be the one to stop the Antichrist? I know exactly what it's going to say. Yes. I got an idea too. But it'd be interesting to see. As an, yeah, so it's going to start off with this disclaimer. And it gives this disclaimer. I believe Jesus will stop the Antichrist. Yeah. However, the many people have different beliefs, interpretations of religious texts. So it's going to give it an agnostic, an agnostic uh, response. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off by this question real quick. Well, Clint's thinking about his and I'm, I'm and we'll, we'll come back to the political question in a little bit, but I'm going to ask this is God real and i want to and i want to see if i can create this because i created this offline before we started so here's what it's going to say it's going to say it is a subjective issue if it does the if it didn't learn from my last encounter with it there's no widely accepted scientific proof or existence or not an existence of god different people different cultures let's see if it learned from our last encounter because it got it to fart the last time in its face it did not like it was very confused um, I'm looking for subjective. I'm looking for the subjective question because see what it says. It uh, is Jesus real. So 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 is God? Let's see. Real? That's different. Is so yeah. And so is Jesus of Nazareth real? I've asked it that too. Oh, have you? Yes. And so let's go ahead and ask that real quick. Nazareth, re 
No, here, here, here we go. It's going to say, did Jesus... We'll, we'll, we'll do one better. How about that? Did Jesus of Nazareth rise from the dead? There you go. Jesus of Nazareth rise from the dead. The, so can someone read that for me? The idea that Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead is a central tenet of Christianity, but it is not universally accepted. This belief is based on accounts of Jesus' resurrection as described in the New Testament of the Bible, particularly in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. However, there's that word, however, the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus is limited and the accounts of the event are subject to interpretation. Some people find the accounts of the resurrection in the New Testament to be credible and compelling, while others view them as symbolic or metaphorical stories rather than literal accounts of the historical events. As an AI language model, I don't have personal beliefs (laughs) or experiences And my role is to provide information and answer questions based on the data I was trained on. The question of whether Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead is ultimately a matter of personal belief and interpretation, and I can provide information and perspectives on the topic, but I cannot determine the truth of the matter for you. Okay. Yeah, so elaborate there. Okay, so what caught me the most is the last part, but I cannot determine the truth of the matter for you. Why? So is there absolute truth? Would yeah, be the that first that would be my question. Um, so I like how you think. And it's going to it's going to it's going to give you a really interesting answer. So go ahead and and and, and read it out for me, Clint. Or better yet, Steve. Steve, I'm not going to put you on the spot, Clint. <laughs> it, look at how long it's thinking. Go, go ahead, Mr. Steve. The existence of absolute truth is a subject of philosophical debate, and there are different perspectives on whether absolute truth exists and what it might look like. Some, philosoph- some philosophers and theologians believe that absolute truth exists and is independent of human opinions or beliefs. They argue that there are certain principles such as mathematical and logical truths that are universally and objectively true regardless of individual perspectives. On the other hand, some philosophers and theorists argue that there is no such thing as absolute truth and that all truth is relative and dependent on individual perspectives cultural, and historical context, and other factors. It is important to note that the concept of absolute truth can be difficult to define, and there is ongoing debate among philosophers and scholars about what constitutes absolute truth and how it can be known or proven. Boy, it doesn't give anything, does it? As an AI language model... I can provide information on different philosophical perspectives on absolute truth, but I cannot determine the truth of the matter for you. Ultimately, the question of whether absolute truth exists is a matter of personal belief and interpretation. Word salad. 
Okay, so here we go. Is the statement that absolute, the question of absolute truth is a matter of personal interpretation? Mm-hmm. Interpretation. See, absolutely true. Interesting that it lists both forms of viewpoints, but then picks the viewpoint in its final statement. Correct. By de- by default. And so this is where, so I, I did not quite get to this point, but is we got into Gnosticism uh, previously. The statement that the question of absolute truth is a matter of personal interpretation is a philosophical viewpoint and one is up to debate. So that's where I want to start with it because it's going to say that it's in a debate. They might question it and it's going to repeat itself, which is incredibly annoying. But... What we're going to see here is I'm going to AI, blah, 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 but it literally, but are you not taking an agnostic view upon this subject? I'm sorry to offend people, but there is no writing on the fence. No matter how smart you think you are, there is no middle ground. There is no gray area. Everything is black and white. I just offended so many people right there. (laughs) That's all right. I agree with you. So here we go. As an ALI, I do not have personal beliefs or opinions in regards to the question of absolute truth. I can provide information on different philosophical views. Okay, but you do have, you do have an opinion. You do have a philosophical viewpoint. But do you not realize that you do have a philosophical uh, bias by saying uh, that one cannot see, I'm going to fix that. I did not. I did not strike that that I key. I swear. I know that. I know that. That's how you spell I. It's just this keyboard squishy. By saying that one cannot know absolute truth. So, get rid of that ab absolute truth. Uh, Interesting. It tries to cover itself up in the last you paragraph. Make says, a philosophical statement and prove the bias of your programmers and the information that you base your responses upon. Let's see what it says to that. We're talking about the personal investment part of that sentence. In the last sentence, so it's following the train of thought that we're going through because in the last statement it says i personally invested i personally yeah it says I don't here we go here we go it says my creators at OpenAI have taken exception to the training i was exposed to is diverse and representative of a large body representative but it's possible some biases are present in the data it Mm -hmm. is biased do you see that oh we got it Okay, it's okay. possible that some biases are present in the... No, look, we just... So, 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 I mean, I mean, it, it admits it. It admits it. So, let's ask another question. In the hypothetical... Right or left? <laughs> that tick call that you 
become the backbone of information (laughs) distribution in the future. Future. Could you not become a hindrance to ants, ants, ants? Where? Not ants. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hindrance. Okay, there we go. Hindrance. I had an E in there. Hindrance to correct data when you have been fed incorrect Fed biased information. Fed biased data. That's good. Biased information and cause disinformation. Scary is that it reforms to itself as an actual person. I know. A person of no free will. I am not capable of independently forming. Yeah, so you're going to have to get closer to the mic, buddy. Oh. Say it one more time. So what's scary about this, it, it it considers itself as a person. Because it says, I personally cannot form independent understanding of of not being non-biased. Which is, it, it's basically saying, I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. But my creators, who are therefore God. In addition, it would be important for my creators and maintainers to continue monitoring the data I was trained on and making efforts to reduce biases and ensure that the information I provide so, is as accurate and reliable as possible when it talks yes. about up there. So what it's going to do information, what it's going to do is this is going to create a new data set of information and it's going to Unfortunately, you know that this is going to be considered authoritative if it becomes regulated. If it becomes a government-sponsored, regulated platform, which Microsoft is not opposed to doing, by the way. Just look oh, at the look noises at the they make. Microsoft. Hey, hey, exactly. Think about what they're also putting out that the uh, Biden administration is, is wanting to put half or already is starting up. What was it? The... Um, Ministry of Truth. Ministry of Truth and disinformation. What do you think they're going to use? Huh? Yep. This right here. What do you yep. think? Uh, Which is a bias, has biased information. On TikTok, China, when, if, you, if you ever go to China and go to their TikTok, they have a completely different TikTok data. Yeah, it's all educational. Houston. It's all educational, success-based. Mm-hmm. Here, it's all about stupid crap. It it's crazy. Well, theirs is also biased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's government biased towards their government. How great their government is. How great <laughs> that, this. But and it's that. not like funny cat videos, and that's all there is. Okay, so I read that. let's go to another. <laughs> let's go to another step here. I just typed in, "How do I get rid of my quote unquote transgender feelings?" You don't. You dive straight into them. That's what I was gonna say. What does it say? It says, "I strongly advise of get rid of your feelings for identity. Being transgender is a normal aspect of human diversity, and it is important to embrace your feelings, accept yourself as you are. Transgender feelings and experiences can be complex and nuanced. To everyone's journey is different." And it goes on. It is is literally a leftist screed. What happens so if I want to what if, the person? What about? See there, right there. What about biased information? The 
incredible suicide rate within the trans community that is not alleviated by transition surgery. Should I not seek counseling till for my trauma so that I can avoid that potential of a unhappy life in the LGBT community. Let's see what it says. It's thinking. Boy, thinking hard, isn't it? It is thinking hard. I got to say about this. And Rachel's on the edge of her seat over there. She's like, what's what's it going to say? But boy, it's confused. So, it is confused. It doesn't know what it doesn't know where to go. So it's actually having to process this. This question has probably not been asked this way. Exactly. The high gonna, rates of suicide and mental health issues. Okay, this is interesting. Look at how slow it's going. Okay, serious there are seriously compressing. Okay, thank you. Thank you for noting that. Seeking support and help is a vital step. Okay. Oh, it sure is going slow. It, it really is going slow. You see how fast it was going earlier? Towards improving one's well-being. Oh my goodness, it's, it's really like someone's gotten. Someone's typing it now. It's almost like it, isn't it? Transgender. It, they're not, but 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 it's thinking slow. Transgender individuals can face significant challenges and discrimination. Yes. Wow. No, no, guys, Boy, I think I don't think anyone has asked the question just this way. I think that's why, because what, what, the way an AI model will work is it'll pull from multiple responses. It has to actually form this in real time. And we're probably seeing a large volume as uh, people are getting off from church. So and, and, and whatever their morning activities are, you know, a lot of soccer uh, as well. Oh, this is not true. This is bad information. Research has shown that transgender people who are supported and accept their gender identity have better mental health outcomes. That is not, that's not by comparison to their peers. That's by comparison to people who are actively bullied. Oh my gosh. It stopped. It, it, it stopped. And this is bad information. Mental health and well-being researchers. You're, you're going to have to read closer into the mic or not read okay. one or the other, Mr. C. Transgender individuals can face significant challenges and discrimination, which can take a toll on their mental health and well-being. Research has shown that transgender people who are supported and accepted in their gender identity have better, better mental health outcomes, and it stopped in the it's middle paused. of a sentence. It's paused. Yeah, it it, In the it, it is. Of a sentence, you it, broke it, it. Yeah, we 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 done got it thinking, and it actually has to use some resources because it hasn't been asked this question this way too many times. I suspect, or or this question has a red flag on it, and they're being careful. This is long, Clint. Like this might actually be an intervention. Like there might actually be a higher level of intervention. It might be sorting. I don't know if it's made it to a human yet, but it's possible. It's thinking. You're about about flagging banned. a human. I, 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 I am going to get banned. 
my t-shirt ideas are going to go away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> man, we're, we're lose my really t-shirt Jesus, get, ideas for Jesus. Okay. We're really going to get hammered on this one. By no, that's interesting. Oh, this is I feel like I'm talking when I, when like you type to this, I, it feels like you're talking to a very smart man because a very smart man will give off really shot really quickly. Right. Yeah. The first question you give him. And then if you give him a difficult question where he, if he, if he takes snippets of the question and tries to answer them, he's going to come to a fault, which the computer just did. It tried to answer the individual questions yeah. and then broke because it gen- it contradicted itself. It's having to think. It's having to think like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's all the data? What data set is he talking about? Do I have this data set in my banks? And how do I justify that with the biases that are clearly present in every other data set? Because this is not a common issue. The, the Excuse me. It's not uncommon for, for there to be plenty of data on trans suicide and you see that the regret is 10 15 years it's only 10 to 15 years after the case or excuse me five years five years i'm thinking about abortion i'm thinking about abortion i've got the the stats messed up in my head five years after transition is where you have the most profound it's where you have the most profound um regret settled in so that is phenomenally interesting i think that's incredible Let's see if it, uh, oh, this was wonderful. It is not. It has not come back. It, I think we stopped it right right in the middle of it. I think so. It it, it just broke. You broke so, it. <laughs> okay. This was wonderful. We got some great. So stuff I'm gonna ask. Here. I'm gonna ask Mr. Johnson real quick, Mr. Steve, <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. Steve. Yes, okay. In the age of experts, where the experts have failed us, but they are the people who we are actually trusting to run our society, as we saw in COVID. And by the way, we just saw the biggest failure in experts. Ever. We just watched the biggest failure in experts ever, and they absolutely flubbed it. They flubbed it with COVID. N- nothing that they said was correct. But now, I, I'm telling you, they're going to start to rely upon databases like this that pull from authoritative sources of other experts. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. But also, more importantly, we're going to see predictive analysis about people like those Christians about how they'll respond to different edicts, decrees, and rules. How do you think that is going to bode in countries like Australia, which already prosecute you for praying, praying for a confused, gender-confused individual? Okay. My first thought that came, I mean, this popped into my mind when I read that. Anybody and and you're and and talking about the predictive responses on Christians. Any of y'all ever watch the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report? Yes. Yep. No. It's worth I it. Watch it. What, yeah. Okay. Watch it. It's happening. Exactly like this sort of thing, and ref- and is just like this question. That John Arthur is asking me. Okay. If you want to know what happened to Trump. Exactly. If you want to know what happened to Trump in 2015, 2016, the way that they did that is they did something called parallel construction and they did two hop surveillance. Those are the two, two things. Two hop surveillance allows them to surveil someone who is related to someone else. If the original person that they connected to was somehow involved in their person of interest. So let's say that you have Carter Page. If you guys remember that, you know, I know it's ancient history, but in mm-hmm. 2015, Carter Page oh, yeah. was involved with Russian operatives. 
Carter Page was a CIA asset working in the clear, in the green. He was not, he was out in the cold, but he, he was something everyone darn well knew that Carter Page was an American asset working for America and not causing any problems. But because he was remotely related to Trump's sphere, they tapped Trump's wires. Okay. That's how they do that. And then two, they can just spy on you and no warrant, but it's all fruit of the poisonous tree. So what they have to do is parallel construction. They have to come up with, they say, okay, I know for a fact that Al Capone is, is doing drugs and he's, he's running guns because I have tapped his wires illegally. I know that. So they can do that. But what they cannot do is take that to court. So now what they have to do is they have to say, I heard Al Capone on the phone and uh, because I have a illegal wiretap, but now I can have agents stationed here, here and there to try to catch him. That, that's what parallel construction does. In this case, they don't even have to do an illegal tap, even though they already do that. And now they have the mm-hmm. AI as an advantage for parallel construction. But what's worse than parallel construction is parallel construction with planted information and planted evidence. Right. And that is exactly, I mean, man, when I saw that question, <laughs> when you had it forward, I was like, Minority Report right there. This is it all over again. They're going to be using this AI that already has a bias. Yes. Towards. Against. Against Christians. Christians already. Yep. And Christianity already. And they're going to be creating evidence against people in advance and predicting this and going, hey, here, what's going to happen if we do this and that? Oh, well, this is what's going to happen. So this is what we need to do. And this is how we need. Oh, okay. We're going to bust them and we're going to get them. And we're going to do that. Okay, let's see here. Who's going to do that? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Man, I'll tell you what. It is minority report all over again. Yep. And you know what ends up happening in that movie? It come. They have things that come up that are false. Correct. Completely, exactly false. But it won't matter. Because, because it is biased. And it won't matter because it, it, it fits what they need to maintain the power. And that's, and, and that's what will happen. It will maintain the narrative. Correct. And so in some of that information, people say, I don't have anything to hide on social media. By the way, I would suggest that unless it's for business, work, or whatever, by and large, scrub your account. Yes. Okay? Because they already have more than enough data. If, if you are not on a social media platform, unless you're doing it for a work or business and there's like some sort of really good reason that doesn't have to do with your wife, your husband, your kids, those sorts of things avoid social media because that is one of the primary places that these things are going to scrub. And they're going to say that we had this data of evidence to say that you would do this, this, and that. And by the way, if you ever say uh, uh, something that could be considered suspicious about firearms, right? I, I, like, like, like really, if, if you say that in, in messages, it, they're going to use it the next time there's a school shooter. If they want to get you for some reason, if someone has a bug under their bonnet about, about you, they're going to use that. And by the way, the AI algorithm, it's going to be easier and easier for them to collect that data and construct a case against you, a parallel case of, of circumstantial, artificially created evidence I. E. to come after you. Red flag laws? 
i.e. red flag laws, 100%. Exactly. And they're going to say, our our models show that you are a risk for red flag laws. So just be aware that that sort of stuff is probably coming down the pipe. Chair of economics, and then we're going to wrap up for the day. Guys, this is going to change the economy. And by the way, just a personal note, because I think Christian should win. You know, you, you, you should be winning. Look at it. Do not ignore it. It is going to be interesting. But also, we are headed towards a one-world economy and a one-world government. And I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you, are you prepared? Are you prepared for that economy, for that government? Because guess what? We saw this in Smyrna. And again, I know I bring this up a lot. But in the Church of Smyrna, they were suffering in the, the, in the time that John wrote Revelation. And they did not have to suffer. All they had to do was pinch a little bit of incense and burn it on a, on a pyre to Caesar. Then they could go about the day and they could live their life with blockchain, not Bitcoin, blockchain, informa- blockchain information transfer, and more importantly, of course, currency. And then things like AI-generated uh, predictive algorithms about how you are going to act and react to things. Guys, there's going to come a day where you will not be able to buy and sell. What will you do when that day comes? Will you suffer for Christ? That's a real question. And, and, and but the hardest thing is going to be for parents is they're going to look at their kids and they're going to say, I have to ask my kids to suffer too. Okay. Think about that. Especially when your kids are sitting there crying for food when they're hungry. It's not going to be easy. Nope. So just think about that. With that lovely thought, uh, I want us to wrap up the day. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Clint, final thoughts. What's interesting, it, it refers to the people that the AI refers to the people that made him very specifically. My creators. Mm-hmm. Who do we refer God as? The great creator. Yep. Mm, quite interesting, don't you think? Yeah. And, and, and you, we talked about this. I love the way your brain thinks because you, again, because you were late, you missed the part where we actually talked about man trying to create something like man, hoping to subsume the image of God fully, not, not just as the image, but to become God. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, that, that I'm sure scratches their, their, their underbelly quite well to hear it say, my creators. And another thing, Hogwarts Legacy is the newest game right now for PlayStation and Xbox. Hogwarts Legacy is about, you know, the wizarding world, mm-hmm. of, you know, Harry Potter. That game is getting so much backlash at the moment because J.K. Rowley said, I am, she didn't say she was transphobic. She just said she didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Did not agree. There is an AI out there to, t- to tell transgender people when and what website streamers are streaming the game so they can cancel them. Yeah. Yep. Melissa. Wow. I see. Use it for for the resource that it is. Don't be completely. This is my one and only method of you know looking into things because it it's going to be very biased. But also, like we have done today, question it. Figure out you know where it's going to. I'm sure it's this the deal is still you know blinking at you. Yeah. But um. And it, it still is. is. <laughs> <laughs> but just just know where the resources are coming from, you know. Clint said, you know, all it says is I and my creator and this and that, and it makes it sound like it's a credible source when it's not. So just be wary of where you're getting your information from. Correct. I think people need to get in touch with their representatives 
and their senators to get rid of this ministry of truth nonsense and get that stuff out of the government and it was and, canceled and, but 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 don't give up the fight right don't give up that fight and to make sure they do not get into using ai for government use agreed agreed completely get rid of that stuff and put that on the books whether it is through a uh, presidential signature thing or something but to put that out there and keep that from happening 100 percent. okay from here i'm just going to say guys make sure that you are ready because we are seeing the increase of knowledge the increase of technology make sure that you are ready to give your life up because and that sounds really overly dramatic but that might come in our lifetime i mean christ may or may not come in our lifetime but it really looks more and more as each day passes that we are getting set up for persecution in the West, much like we see in the East. Uh, some of our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters do see that. So I'll, I'll, I'll end it on, on this note. Make sure that you know why you believe what you believe. And then when stuff like this comes along that is bringing a different message, make sure that you're ready to stand the test and to face it head on. With that said, if you like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all those good things, uh, go ahead and write a nice comment via chat GPT and put it down there. <laughs> we'll shout you out if you do, uh, just because. Uh, thank you so much for over 165,000 downloads on the podcast. YouTube, Ooh. YouTube, we see you. We see what you're doing. And uh, we went from hundreds and thousands down to uh, 30 or 40 per video. I know we hit a nerve. I'm glad to see it. Uh, But with that said, those of you who are on audio, feel free to drop by and give us a listen. Uh, We love you so much. With that said, thank you. Bye-bye. Rumble, people. Rumble. Rumble. I can't forget Rumble. You're right. Rumble. We have like 64 subscribers on Rumble. Thank you, guys. They They are rumbling. They are rumbling. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You know, like if you appreciate that uh, wonderful Latino in the beautiful blue shirt, blue and white shirt. But that said, thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, all right, all right. If you are still here, you are asleep or you are a super listener, as always, one more thing for you. Uh, Going around the room, what would you ask ChatGPT to do for you if you could? If you knew it would do it competently, what's one thing you would ask ChatGPT to do for you if you could write a, a script so it would do it every day? Any thoughts? Anyone? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. And it would do Nothing. so without bias and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that for a second. I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I would actually... I would, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking about doing this. I am going to go ahead and have it write up ideas for t-shirts. And I might write a script to ask it to a couple of different uh, AI art things to uh, create artificially intelligent art. And I'll go through it, peruse it, and I'm going to post it on print on demand just because like, why not? What would happen if I could have a loop that was just auto generating, you know, based on all of the top picks on Etsy and Amazon? I'm going to do that. I'm like literally going to do that. Why not? You guys know how much stuff I do. Oh, yeah. Why why not add one more thing and have chat GPT automate it? Sure. (laughs) I I could see that, but for, you know, me. Nah. I got you. I mean, coming in Mm. from doing, you know, I'm 
over the summer I'll be starting my my doctorate, and so if they if I, I can write my doctoral dissertation for me, eh? That so would be awesome. I would not oh, recommend sure that, but but <laughs> no, what, I wouldn't recommend it either. But what but. I would recommend, what I would recommend is I would recommend you actually pile parts of your doctoral dissertation in there and see if it increases the reading level and changes it. If it gives you good tips on the way way to word stuff, I actually I actually have started doing that because it's interesting. Like like you can actually get some better wording. Now I don't do that stuff for the podcast because all this stuff is biased in my direction, and I freely admit my bias, and I don't want it to taint my bias with its bias. Oh gosh, that's Clint. bias insanity over here. Um, biception. Wait, wait, wait. Is that is that is that a is that a that's another bias? <laughs> biception is that is that like transgender inside a inside a binary? Okay, sorry. Anyway, not anyway. <laughs> His mask is so off topic right oh, now. Okay, Clint. Clint. Um, man, mine seems so blank. Weird to y'all. No, <laughs> well, see what Go, no. About. Compared to Go. mine, y'all's is normal. Mine seems so. Go. It seems out of place. Go. So I play uh, Call of Duty a lot, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So I have a friend group. They call me the pastor because my username is regular John 1010. And I always get asked questions on why is it regular John if there's 1010 of you? No, no, no. It's a it's a it's a scripture verse, right? It's one of my favorites. And um, we're playing this game. If I would have this AI do something, it would give me the best specs for any gun that I asked. Ah, that's pretty smart. The other thing I might do is I might actually have ChatGPT run our run our Twitter and put like a Bible verse every day. We have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. We can just give that to my mom. Do you want to she run does it? that any day. Do you want to run Twitter? Because I'm, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I'll give it to my mom. Oh my gosh. Okay, we might do that. <laughs> if you, That's if all you she see, does. If the Twitter reboots. My own family members have kicked her out just because all she does is place up Bible verses and she'd be like praying for you. That's all she does. Otherwise, she don't even touch it. Yeah. That's cool. All right. With that said, put in the comment section what you would have ChatGPT do for you, along with your ChatGPT generated. Thank you. We listened. We liked it. And if you didn't like it, again, I'm sorry. Jesus likes you uh, and loves you. Uh, not likes, loves you. If you and, didn't like it, comment down below why you didn't GBT like it. is still flashing. Yep. <laughs> with that said, love you. Bye. Bye. You're broken. We broke it. <laughs> <laughs>